Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Truth, Justice, and the Podcast, where I am walking. I'm on a walk right now. It's a very, very chilly day uh, here in New England. Um, it's probably about 60 degrees. Uh, we've been having some pretty, like, you know, high 80s, mid-70s weather lately, uh, now it's about 59, 60 degrees, so this is the new world that we live in, um, going into fall. It's 9-11, uh, anybody who's been with this podcast for a very long time knows that 9-11 has been a big topic of discussion for us. We used to do shows about conspiracy theories quite often, and uh, 9-11 was a big one that I would bring up all the time. Uh, but I just want to have a message for, you know, any soldiers, veterans, um, fighting who fought in the war, the war on terror. Um, you know, thank you for your service for, you know, being willing to lay down your life, um, in the pursuit of freedom for American citizens. Um, there's not many people who are willing to do that, myself included. Um, we are, <laughs> for lack of a better term, the sheep. And you are the sheepdogs protecting us from the wolves. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's important that we take this day to, you know, remember not only those who fought in the subsequent wars post 9-11, but also the people who lost their lives on that day, 3,000 people. Those who burned up in those buildings, the firefighters, police officers, first responders. Um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty, not a pretty tragic event, it's a super tragic event, and possibly the most important event to ever happen to our country since its founding, maybe, or since the Civil War, I'd say. Um, but yeah, so it's probably really windy. You guys are probably like, what's all that wind? And what was that sound? A car just passed me. Um, but yeah, so remember that. Hopefully, anybody who's lost anybody on 9-11 in this day is a very particularly hard day for you. Um, you know, we're praying for you. And uh, we hope that today is, you know, at least a little easier than usual. But if it's not, hopefully you have other friends and family that you can talk to and visit. Um, and yeah, if not, you can send us an email at gooddeathfilms at gmail.com if you would like to maybe express some thoughts about 9-11 and other things of the sort. Um, so anyway, that's not really what I wanted to talk about today. Um, today actually just happens to be the day that I'm doing a podcast talking about my experience in college and at film school. Um, it's something I was going to do, well, something I decided to do recently after I made a video on my YouTube channel sort of about that. Um, I'm sorry for this wind, guys. I hope it's not destroying the audio quality 
too much, but this is sort of, you know, what's going on right now, just taking a walk, <laughs> um, try and get somewhere where the wind isn't, you know, fully attacking me, um, but anyway, but anyway, so, for those of you who don't know, I go to film school in a, in California, a private institution called Vanguard University, and for those of you who also may not know, my dream is to become a writer-director, um, it's the thing I've wanted to do, uh, for quite a few years now, um, by quite a few years I mean about six years ago, I decided that I wanted to make movies, and now is, you know, I'm in film school. I've, I've never sort of let up on that dream, and I make short films and stuff like that on my own, but um, I went to film school, and for those of you who may not know, I went to film school with a friend uh, who's no longer a friend, but we were best friends for about eight years, and then it all came crashing down. Uh, you know, it was really hard after that, and I even made a podcast about it. I believe it's still up. A lot of podcasts got deleted after the sort of split um, this podcast had. But, um, you know, I used to, I, I did that. But... You know, film school was something that I never, I don't know, I thought it was cool at one point in my life, but once I had graduated with my associate's degree um, from uh, community college, I realized that, I don't know, film school just, it, it was less appealing, and I actually wanted to stop going to school after that. Um, it just wasn't really something I wanted to do because I figured the best way to make movies wasn't to bog myself down and spend tens of thousands of dollars to go somewhere to just let me use equipment that I can get use of for free anyway um, you know with like volunteer positions at my church and stuff like that and even on my own having my own camera tripod sound equipment that I was saving up for and you know working a job and getting paid uh, to be able to do that um, you know it was sort of just like it was something that I I did unfortunately not to please myself but to please somebody else uh, to please my parents um, you know, because cause, cause it's easy, and I was like, oh, okay, and, you know, the, I don't want to really go to school after community college didn't really, you know, that talk didn't go down well, and I gave in, unfortunately, and I've been in film school for about two semesters, going to my third semester, I have two more semesters after this one, it's become increasingly clear to me that this was a mistake, um, and people might be like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean a mistake? At least at this institution, Vanguard University, I'm really not a fan of their film school curriculum program 
I actually find it rather boring and rather, what do I want to say, rather underdeveloped to a point where I actually feel very bored and I feel like every time I'm there I'm wasting my time, honestly. It's a weird thing because, you know, for a lot of people who want to be, you know, make movies like, oh, I'm going to go to film school in California or New York or something like that. And, um, and maybe it's the school, but also, you know, school has become increasingly not my thing as of late. And it's not that I don't want to work hard because, to be quite honest, school's not a challenge for me. It just isn't. It, it, it hasn't been for a while now. Um, and it still isn't even here at Vanguard University. I, I, I've never really had a problem with school after my sophomore year of high school. Um, I, I've just been really, school has come naturally to me. But it's, and you might be like, oh, so it's easy. So why don't you just do it? Because I'm spending tens of thousands of dollars to spend time doing easy things when I should be learning. You know, I've learned more about films and filmmaking and the study of film from YouTube, from watching films on my own, doing my own analyses, reviewing movies, studying films and directors, listening to what they have to say, listening to a bunch of speeches by them and most importantly, right, the thing that most importantly is how you learn about movies and making movies is by making movies. I'm working on a short film right now. I'm actually working on a couple and working on two feature screenplays at the moment. And right now, unfortunately, I still haven't used any of the things I learned from my first year at film school. And you might be like, oh, it's your first year. Maybe you just know more. And to that I say, if you're going to make a program about film, your first year should be, it should be, a, it should be something that's both challenging and stimulating for those who are, have already come in and those who, are, those who have already been making films for a while and people who are new. And this isn't. It feels rather simplistic, actually. I've worked in environments where I've done freelance videography. I've done, um, I've been an assistant video editor logging footage for people. I've, you know, been a camera operator and I've done like field work. I, I, I'd say the only real thing that I came away from but something new was having worked on like a short film set at the school, which was cool. Um, and, you know, it sort of gave me like, oh, I'm making a movie. I'm part of making a movie. I was key grip on the set. So I was like, oh, I'm making a movie. And there's, but all it really showed me was, oh, there's just more equipment here. And like I knew before, there are a bunch of people with different jobs. And it wasn't even that big. Not that I don't value that experience because it was like, wow, I get to be on a set. Who, who gets to... I can't even say who gets to do that because tons of people who have never gone to school have been on sets. So 
it was almost rather unfortunate that I had to wait that long to get that experience. Um, but unfortunately, I do feel like my time has sort of been wasted and my money has been wasted for sure. I'm not learning anything new. This first year has really just been kind of bad. Um, I'm already doing senior project and my senior project is to write a feature screenplay, which I have to have done by next semester, by the end of next semester. And it's almost like, it's like, it's almost like, like if I haven't been doing that already on my own time, like I've never written a feature screenplay before. And it's not like they're teaching me how to write a feature screenplay. It is just like, you have to write a feature screenplay. It must be done by the end of the second semester. We're going to check in and make sure that you're still writing it. Okay. That's very odd, actually, that that is just what that curriculum is. And the fact that I haven't really taken any classes that have allowed me to learn more about crafting a screenplay. Um... You know, I took a class, Elements of Storytelling, which sort of took you through the different types of writing. And, you know, it was, it was a class basically dedicated to making treatments, which is fine. I think that's a valuable skill to have for some people. Unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not necessarily the person who works that way. Um, but I did find value in making treatments and developing stories. However, all it did was, all the class did was basically say, write down your ideas. And if that's all I was going to get out of that class, I, I write down my ideas. I sort of kind of do that anyway, right? This was just like, do it in more detail. And I was like, okay, do it in more detail. Like I wouldn't be doing that when I was getting ready to prepare to write a script on my own. Unfortunately, I feel like I could have spent a lot of the time I've spent just doing classes and doing schoolwork, especially for classes that don't even have anything to do with making movies, right? That's the other thing, is I take a bunch of classes that have nothing to do with the art of making movies. Take a bunch of, like, normal classes that you just have to take because it's a requirement by the state. And the other thing is, something that I've really had a big, you know, issue with is that this, this class really doesn't teach you too much about films. This school, I mean. Now, they're a Christian school, which means, and they have rules and regulations about how they can't really, you can't, you're not even allowed to watch uh, movies that are bad by their definition, that are adult in nature. Um, clearly, I've broken that rule a bunch of times. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's something that it makes it, it it handicaps them from being able to show students like me and other film students who want to get into film right the great the great filmmakers right the great filmmakers the great films there's no bergman there's no tarkovsky those 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 directors haven't even been mentioned by any teacher that i've taken in a class that was film related or film adjacent one of the biggest disappointments I realized once I started uh, this film program was that there was a class, Intro to Filmmaking, which I took 
Um, and I expected to go in there and that we were going to do something to make, you know, learn about filmmaking and learn about, it was learn, this is the equipment that we have class. That's what it was. It was, this is the equipment that we have and this is your training. So that way we can let you rent this equipment when you need it. Now that came as a very big surprise to me because I had an intro to filmmaking class when I was in community college. And that intro to filmmaking class, um, not only did that say, here is the equipment, this is the equipment that we have, I'm gonna teach you how to use it, and here's the most important thing about teaching you how to use it. You are going to make movies with these, you're gonna make a bunch of little movies with all of this equipment, and at the end, you're gonna take what you've learned the entire semester and make another movie. A movie learning what, using what we taught you in this class. We learned everything. We learned about technique, framing techniques. We learned how to record good sound. We learned how to, uh, you know, use cameras and, and, and look at movies and make sure that you're paying attention to movies and what directors are doing. Learned how to edit on Final Cut Pro 10. We learned how to search up for footage to use, uh, stock footage for free for our movies. We learned... Uh, we had exercises on making different types of, uh, you know, pieces of media, right? Making audio, telling a story with audio, telling a story with, uh, telling, taking pictures, right? And learning how to use that and, and to capture light properly and stuff like that. We did a lot in that class. And then at the end of the, at the end of the class, everybody had a, a, a short film. I, I made a wedding video um, because it was the easiest thing to do for me because I already had a lot of footage saved up from a wedding that I had shot um, prior uh, that summer. But I learned ultimately a lot more in that class, in that one class, than I did in about a year of being at, at, at a real legitimate film school in one class at a community college that I barely spent any money for. In fact, I, I basically went to school for free. My first, you know, it took me three years because I was working two jobs, right? When I was, when I was in community college, I was working two jobs. So it took me about three years because I was only taking about four classes a semester. Um, but, I, but I virtually went there for free the entire time. My aid was incredible that I had there and I'm super thankful for that. But I think that should have been the signal to, hey, get out early. Jump ship now while you still can because you've learned a lot. You've done film photography, you've done tons of photography classes. Apply that to the framing of your movies. You've taken an intro to filmmaking class. You've taken these literature classes that teach you about the great stories. And all the rest of your film education is really going to come from watching films and making short films. And ultimately, I've learned more from doing that than I have at, you know, the film school that I'm paying tens of thousands of dollars to go to. And it's really disenchanting. And I guess that's part of the warning that I kind of want to, like, make is the, the thing about this episode. Is that when you're living, when you're making decisions, especially big decisions that are going to cost you lots of money, right, which is a big stressor on life. It's a big stressor on my life because I don't know I'm going to pay off this freaking school. Um, 
right? And, and, and you get the pressure of, oh, well, you're just going to make a bunch of money after this, so, like, don't even worry about it. It's like, mm, I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure about that. You know, because what I want to do is I want to do the thing that's going to make me happy, right? And, and I could have done that. I could have done that basically for free after, well, not, not for free, but I could have spent a lot less money just making movies on my own instead of paying tens of thousands of dollars for people to tell me stuff I already know. But, like I said, the message of this is sort of like, you got to live for yourself and you got to make decisions for yourself. And unfortunately, I haven't, I, I clearly haven't followed that. And now I'm in the mess that I'm in, where I'm wholly regretting having been to film school and, you know, I'm disenchanted with the idea and I'm very demoralized in a way because, you know, I hyped up film school at a time in my life and even when I went and I didn't want to go, but even when I went, I said, well, you know, maybe I won't be making movies all the time, but at least I'll be learning about this craft that I love and unfortunately I've 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 spent a lot more time just regretting the fact that I'm even here and that 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 really shouldn't be what following your dreams is is like I I, like I and I get that it's going to be hard but this is me having put an unnecessary hardship on myself by giving in to what other people wanted for me. Why? Because you don't want to disappoint other people, especially not your family. And, if, and especially not your family, especially not your parents. It's something that I've struggled with for a very long time is being my own person and not living for other people. Um, you know, that's something that I feel like a lot of people struggle with. Because you don't want to disappoint. Because you feel like that love is taken away from you. You don't want that withdrawn from you. Especially familial love, right? Because these are the people who have been in your life for the longest time. They watch over you. But at the same time, you sort of develop Stockholm Syndrome when they, make you do, when they ask you to do things that aren't in your best interest. And you just do them. And unfortunately, that's the situation that I'm in currently. But I figure if I can realize this about my situation, then I want to share that with you guys. Because um, maybe some of you are in the same position. Maybe you're doing, going to school or school hasn't started yet and it's something that you really don't want to do and, you, and there's a passion that you want to you know, go after. You know, I'd say go after it, man. Like, you can barely get good at one thing in life and most people who go for their backup plan either regret their lives later or they even fail at their backup plan and if that's the case why not go for plan a a lot of people do, a lot of people jump off the ship for plan a the second they're ba- the second it gets a little bit hard for them and they just go backup plan they go okay well i'm not I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm making beats, right? People are like, want to make music and they go, and they start making music and they go, it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. My first crack around at making music. Oh, I didn't really get a lot of, you know, acclaim or, or a lot of people didn't respond or enjoy the music video 
that I, or the music that I made and I put up on YouTube or SoundCloud, right? It's not getting a lot of hits. My short film didn't get as many views as I hoped it got. It's not as good as I hoped it would be. Well, that's not the time to just stop making short films and hang it up and go, well, I guess I wasn't good at this. No, that's the time to go, okay, how can I improve for next time and make a better short film next time? How can I make better music next time? What can I do to liven this audio up? What can I do to make this picture look a lot better? What can I do? What can I go and learn, right? Whether it be by YouTube, whether it be with books that you buy, right? Whether it be, you know, talks that you have to listen to. Where can I go to get information to improve myself at, you know, little to no money? And, and, you know, for a lot of, that's on the internet. That's, I think, one of the beauties about today is that, you know, being with the, living in an age with the internet has made the prospect of going to school specifically for like art studies and stuff like that increasingly irrelevant because you can learn virtually everything that they will teach you for tens of thousands of dollars on the internet, right? If you have an internet connection and you have a job and you can afford the materials to make what you want to make, then why, what, what reason would it be to go to school and spend tens of thousands of dollars to get a piece of paper um, that's going to say, hey, you, you got this piece of paper, good for you. When you can spend your time, when you can spend, you know, your time working and making money and then spending the other portion of your time honing your craft so that way you are good and you can get recognized someday for being, for having done all the hard work to become a good filmmaker, to become a good, you know, musician, to become a good, you know, photographer, to become a good painter, to become a, a good illustrator. And I guess there's like, I don't know, I guess I feel like there's, there's a little bit of a crisis in, 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 our, in the priorities of, of, of what we've told people to do today, right? Maybe they said, don't, don't follow your dreams, that's a little bit too hard. What you should do is get this degree that's going to allow you to get a job that'll make you a lot of money. Or you say, what's your dream? You want to be an artist? Shouldn't you just like go to art school or something like that? That'll, you know, that'll take care of it and then you'll be a famous artist afterwards. And then that really doesn't happen. Um, you just end up depressed because you spent, you know, almost $100,000 <laughs> at an institution that taught you something that you can learn from other artists on YouTube who just say, okay, here's this technique, here's this technique, here's this technique. And all you needed to do was buy some paintbrushes at Michael's and get that, get that out there and just work on it. It's just, because, you know, no one... You know, no one's going to hand, after I get my degree from Vanguard University, no one's going to hand me, no one's just going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk out of Vanguard University and Warner Brothers is going to come right up to me and go, hey, you got a degree in film, make us a movie. Here's, you know, $50 million, make a movie. You have a degree in film, you should be able to make a movie. It's like, no, this is an industry that's merit-based. This is an industry where you have to prove to have made something that can be popular. 
and that's good in order for you to even, you know, be considered for a position or something that that'll allow you um, the the ability to even get funding to make a film. You have to prove that you can make a movie with nothing, and and it be you know semi enjoyable, good. You know something out of this world for three dollars, so that way you can get three million dollars for your next project. And then when you make a three million dollar movie that's good and profitable and that you know critics love, that's critically acclaimed, or that you're happy with for yourself and that the studio is happy with, and they give you maybe they they give you ten million dollars for your next film and stuff like that. But you have to raise the money yourself, right? Studios go all pitch in a little bit of money, but you got to get the rest of it for your movie. We love this pitch, but we're not willing to put up all that capital for the entire film. We'd rather you, you know, got out and got the rest of it, uh, but we want to have our name on this movie. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. But if I can tell, if I can, you know, leave you guys with any sort of advice, I guess the only thing I can really say is, Make sure whatever decision you make is a decision that you're making for yourself because you wanted to make that decision, not because somebody else made it for you. I don't know, guys. Maybe there's still time for me to bounce back from this. But, um, but I don't know. I don't know. That's just been on my, on my mind lately. Um, hopefully my incoherent ramblings will resonate with you guys. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's easy to be unhappy for somebody else when it's easy, right? Because it's easy. It's easier to be unhappy making decisions for other people in the short term. But in the long term, you realize that you've just become so emotionally bankrupt that it's, that it's virtually impossible for you to enjoy life. It's easier to do that, you know, short term than it is to, you know, make the hard decisions and, you know, long haul yourself to actually go after the very thing you, you really love. And unfortunately, that's a lesson I'm still learning and I've learned the hard way as of right now. But maybe my realization of this now is going to help me in the future somehow. I don't know. I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, I will be returning with podcasts very soon. I know that I'm, I'm trying to make them weekly. I know that I haven't done one in the last couple weeks. That's because I've been in school, sadly, uh, and I've spent a lot of time just trying to make sure I nail down my schedule uh, so that way I can, you know, actually, you know, do the things I enjoy, like making movies and doing podcasts and making YouTube videos and stuff like that. So anyway, I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, hashtag 9-11 killed Donna Summer. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look that up. Uh, and yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.